Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. What a week it has been, and those are the sounds of the week right here on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Austin Horton filling in for Jake Scott. He'll be back Monday. Gordon Monson here, as always. Uh, we've had Del Murphy, Howard Beck on the show. You heard from Jay Hill. We've got Ben Anderson coming up in just moments for the Utah Jazz Insider Report. Uh, anything of a particular uh, nature, Gordon, out there? I know in the break we were talking about Nick Watney and uh, the, the golfer who has now tested positive for coronavirus. Yeah, the, he's the first PGA Tour player to, uh, to test positive, and he's withdrawn from the tournament there at Heritage. And I, I, I just it's confusing to me because when I read the story, it says that he was tested on Wednesday and, te- and tested negative and then started feeling symptoms and uh, was tested again on Friday and tested positive. And he had since obviously played with some players and been in the general neighborhood of some other players, uh, I believe, including uh, McElroy, right? Yeah, it says he had so, a distant, at distant conversation with oh, Rory, but okay. I don't know what the distance was. Yeah. But. Anyway, I, if you're tested one day and then tested within 48 hours and you get two different results, that's that's kind of frightening, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. You can't, it's like, I mean, okay, what can we can't trust? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if <laughs> I, I guess I'm conv- unless the test was faulty. Which it could and, be, yeah. And if the test is faulty, that seems like it's more harmful than not being tested at all. Yeah, we know we know that there's both false positives and negatives in these tests. There's it's a small percentage that are false, but huh, this is the world. This is what the stuff we have to deal with. And Nick Watney, you, you just hope he gets better and that he didn't share it with anybody while he yeah. was there at the golf course. That's all you can do. Well, obviously, uh, he got it from somewhere. He uh, yeah had to have. Uh, this is a, a man who is socially distancing himself from us on the phone, but that's just because it's easier to call him on the phone. Uh, uh, ben Anderson covers the jazz. You know him. You love him. He's over there from KSL, and Ben's with us now to talk about all things jazz and NBA. Let's start there, Ben. Uh, this this uptick in numbers in Florida, where I, I believe today Florida is the leader in the country uh, in most positive tests in one day, do you think that that's going to cause the NBA to put a halt on things, or are they going uh, forward regardless? I think they're planning on going forward, maybe not regardless, but if these numbers continue to climb and climb and climb up until, you know, what, what are we, three weeks out now from, yeah. from teams actually reporting, I guess if the numbers are still climbing there, there's a chance they could, you know, back out and say this just isn't safe and we don't feel it's right. But I can't imagine that they're assuming this is going to continue at this pace for the next three weeks. Even, you know, places like New York where we saw it get hit and spike so high, it didn't quite – I mean, I can't remember exactly how long it lasted, but the idea is it should go up, and then hopefully people start to recognize that and let those numbers fall off a little bit as they be more careful. Uh, and then, additionally, I mean, if you believe in the concept of the bubble, the idea is it shouldn't matter if there's, you know – coronavirus and COVID-19 all around. If you're in a bubble and it's safe and you feel like there aren't people coming in with it and people who may have it are getting tested before they come in so they can't enter the bubble, then ideally you should be able to get onto this campus environment and it shouldn't matter 
uh, what's going on on the outside. It should be like playing on an island, even though we know that's not a perfect comparison. That that should be somewhat of the concept. Yeah, Ben, uh, Jake and I have been kind of going at it a little bit this week uh, in, in a light way about the all the restrictions and all the policies that have been put in place to create that bubble. And he thought they took it a little too far. I, I thought, I think, whatever they can do, you know, however they have to do it to keep players and staff and coaches safe, I'm, I'm pretty much all for it. Where are you uh, on that whole continuum? I'm with you, and I think the players are probably with you, Gordon, where, I mean, the more, as long as you can maintain humanity of some sense, and they're already losing some of that by not being able to see the everyday people from their lives, but there's a great financial reward for them going out and doing this, and and we recognize that, and it's actually a pretty enormous sacrifice from the players and the coaches and everyone who's going down to go and commit to living in this bubble over the next, you know, six, seven weeks, and for some teams, you know, two and a half, three months. That's a very big sacrifice, and I think it's important to appreciate that. In turn, I think we should respect that whatever we have to do to make it safer for them, which allows them to have their livelihood, it allows people like me to have my livelihood, I respect that, I accept it, and I hope that they can feel as safe and as human as possible when they're down there. If we're putting in so many restrictions that they're not living humanely, then it's not worth doing. From what I've read, though, even though I get it's a little bit 1984, it feels like when they're going down there, it's not quite robbing them really of their humanity and their existence. And as long as they're okay with it and can agree, you know, the majority of the players want to go back down and play, I'm all for it. And I think the NBA is doing a nice job trying to find that balance. Ben, is there any uh, reservation in your mind when this is all said and done that there will be an asterisk uh, attached to whoever's the champion? Why or why not? I think there will be just because the season is so bizarre. No one's going to have home court advantage. You know, it's just going to be, it's going to be memorable. And maybe the asterisk represents how memorable this is and how insane this is versus, hey, it means less. You know, I don't think necessarily this championship will mean less than anybody else's. Now, if we get to a finals and the Phoenix Suns have somehow worked their way into the playoffs and then got through because, you know, half of the players in the NBA – contracted coronavirus and couldn't play and then in the eastern conference you ended up with the washington making it yes we're going to have an asterisk and we're going to recognize that that was not an accurate representation of what this nba season was but i don't see that happening i still think it's going to be determined by the best players and that's Giannis antetokounmpo and lebron james and Kawhi leonard and whoever of those wins this championship and you know between those three guys i'd say you've got the overwhelming favorite and the huge percentage of likelihood that one of those guys will come home with a ring, maybe their first, or for, for Kawhi, his what, fourth, and for LeBron, his fourth, I guess, at that yeah. point as well. Mm-hmm. That's a very strong sign that, hey, this this is accurate. This does represent what the NBA has been looking for, and it's a true champion. I, res- I suspect in some regards, Ben, the, I mean, the winner of this could be seen as – as being even superior from the standpoint of overcoming all the distractions and all the difficulties and, and, and the heavy issues that are on players' minds, and yet you're still able to fight through and, and hoist the, uh, the, the championship trophy. That, that seems admirable to me. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely agree with that aspect as well. I mean, I think that the likelihood is we will remember the sacrifice the players made, the league made, the difficulty it was to get to this point, and we can recognize how ambitious and how honestly kind of remarkable sports are 
you know, this will to win is, this competitiveness is. I think we can recognize that, and it can, in a lot of ways, kind of differentiate this championship from the rest, and in a good way, not, not in a bad way. Now, yeah. hopefully we never have to do it again, but hopefully we recognize it as a strength of the NBA and not a weakness. As it pertains to the Jazz, we have Sam Amick from The Athletic on every Thursday. And last week, he was telling us how he sees the Jazz as one of the more interesting storylines in Orlando, even though he doesn't feel like they might be the favorite to win it all. But he listed off a bunch of things, that they were the team that this whole all started with, unfortunately. Someone had to be, but they were, they were the team that shut down the NBA on uh, the, the, or the uh, Gordon or Gordon, the Gobert and Donovan Mitchell reports. The Mike Conley, uh, will he be better uh, than he was? The Boyan Bogdanovich injury. How do you see the Jazz fitting into the storylines in Orlando? Is he right, or is there a team that's more interesting? No, I mean, the Jazz certainly bring a lot of intrigue, and and there's going to be a ton of conversation around Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, both as players who have tested positive for coronavirus and gotten past it. And then B, the fact that there was the fallout between the two players and, and what do they look like when they get back on the floor together, I still think that's a big question mark for the Jazz. Uh, so I think there's definitely issues there. You know, if the Jazz had Boyan Bogdanovich, they're arguably as deep a team as there is in the NBA. Now, they don't have the top-tier talent at the top of their roster like a LeBron or like a Giannis or like a Kawhi Leonard. But if you get down to player six, player seven on their roster, and we're talking about, you know, Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles, Royce O'Neal, Jazz are one of the deepest teams in the NBA. And if this does, in fact, because you're going to be playing every other night over 30 days, uh, guys are going to be tired. Guys are going to get sick, unfortunately, it seems like. Even if you're not getting coronavirus, if you show symptoms, they're going to pull you out of games. They're not going to let you go in and be around people. So inevitably, somebody's going to get a cough. Somebody's going to get a cold that isn't COVID-19. And they're going to miss games, and those could be playoff games. And, and understandable why the NBA would put that type of, of restriction in place. And in that case, you know, if you are losing a guy, your depth is really going to matter. And if the Jazz had Boyan Bogdanovich, and even without him, they're still one of the deepest teams in the NBA. So they are, they do have some things built up in a spot where they could potentially make a run for a championship. You know, as we understand how coronavirus works, and obviously that's changing seemingly every day. You know, the fact that Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell have already had it doesn't mean that they're not going to have to miss long periods of games. That could be a big boost for this as at some point as well. So there's definitely talking points around this basketball team that I think are going to be very interesting as they travel down to Orlando. So if you were going to break that down even more, get very specific about what the Jazz have to do to give themselves the chance at what you were just talking about, what would those be? Well, some of it's going to be purely matchup related, and that means avoiding the Houston Rockets ideally in the first round, and then maybe hoping that Houston, in a bizarre matchup, finds a way in the second round to eliminate a team like the, or maybe even in the first round, like the Lakers or like the Clippers, if the if the Rockets were to fall to seven and find a way to upset them. That could certainly be an advantage for the Jazz, and let's say the Jazz get matched up with the Oklahoma City Thunder in the first round. I mean, I think those are the types of ideal setups you have to have for every championship team to, to eventually make a run. And we've, we've certainly seen that in NBA history. That type of thing does happen that clears a pathway for maybe an unlikely contender to, to jump up and get, get the victory. So I think that's one of them. And then maybe the advantage of getting Donovan Mitchell to come back and go on one of those amazing streaks that we know he has. Generally, it seems to happen around you know late December through January over the last few seasons. He's gone on an absolute tear. He's had to play point guard a little bit more, which has moved him into in certain spots, which has made him more productive 
throughout his career. Are we going to see that with Mike Conley back on the floor? I'm not sure, though we did see Mike Conley in those last five games as we were going into this hiatus, moving out of the starting lineup more quickly into the game, playing with that second unit that Dennis Lindsay has talked about quite a bit and how successful it is, which does open up an opportunity for, for Donovan to play more point guard. So there's certainly some key matchups and maybe a weird mystery lineup that we haven't seen because Boyan Bogdanovich has been healthy that now that Quinn Snyder will get the test without him in the lineup. I think there's all kind of little interesting details there that could prop up, that could push the Jazz towards a championship. Ben, I'm going to test your improvisational creative skills uh, on the ridiculous side of things here. Have you been to Disneyland or Disney World before? Yeah, I used to uh, actually. Uh, I used to live in Florida. I lived uh, right next to Disney property for a while. Oh, okay. So you're very familiar. Uh, you li- you listed the three players earlier: Kawhi, LeBron, and Giannis. That you would uh, put the odds-on favorite to possibly win this thing. Describe each of their team's uh, capabilities and chances of winning the championship in Orlando by uh, using a ride at Disney World or Disneyland. Oh, by using a ride, I'm yeah. more trying to use a character. No, no, no character. No. Yeah. Ride's going to be difficult. <laughs> I mean, uh, I guess for the, we'll say for Milwaukee, we'll say it's it, it's it's the surf. What is it? The safari, the African safari. They're just going to have to kind of work their way through that that beast <laughs> that is the Eastern Conference, and it's going to be a lot of little stops. It's not going to be one major. You know, one enemy. Now, if you're looking at the one major enemy you have to fight, that's, of course, going to be the Yeti that you find on Everest, and that's going to come for <laughs> LeBron James having to go up against Kawhi Leonard and the uh, and the Los Angeles Clippers. They really kind of have one target that I think they're going to have to go through. And then for the Clippers, I, I don't know. I mean, it might be like Spaceship Earth because they've just kind of been this bad, lame team for so long. Maybe they can finally reach the peak and get to that future that they've built themselves up for. What? Without a hesitation, Gordon. Without a well, breath, I, he had that ready for us. Oh, well, I was just going to say, after that last question, Ben, I got nothing. I, <laughs> I, I, got, I, I got nothing for you. We got I to mean, the important stuff, at least. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much done now, I'm in, but I'm impressed. You're the man, Ben. Ben, thanks for so much for the time, and uh, we hope to see you around soon, okay? Yeah, guys, we'll talk to you soon. All right, be good. Have a good Father's Day. Ben Anderson. I, so I, I don't know about Space Earth. What was it? Spaceship, spaceship Earth that he shared? I've, I don't know that ride. <laughs> never heard of that one. I believe it, that it's a ride, but I've never heard. And then the Matterhorn for the Lakers, because it's just one enemy in front of them, the Clippers, and the African Safari for the the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. I don't know, Gordon. I, yeah, I'm, like I said, I stand, I stand here absolutely impressed. Which I mean, team would you... Uh, put more with the jungle cruise where it's uh they're, they're cute and they're fun but it's not the most exciting ride <laughs> i i don't know i i uh, portland <laughs> no they've got damian lillard at least <laughs> uh, i don't know i, the my, favorite, I don't know. my favorite ride at uh at disney uh world and disneyland is uh space mountain uh, because uh when i get on that ride i know it's been around for a long time but when I get on that ride, I, it makes me giggle. You have, you've been to Lagoon as well, right? In I have. It's been a while. They've got that Jetstar 2 ride, the orange iron roller coaster. Somebody tried to tell me that the inside of Space Mountain, that that is the same roller coaster. It's just inside 
at Space Mountain, and here at Lagoon, it's the same roller coaster. I don't know if I if that's true, but well, I, I did not know that. But part of the part of the fun thing about Space Mountain is that you are inside, and it's dark, and you can't see where you're going next. Yeah, that and. and and it feels good in there. And usually, when you're at Disney Land, uh, Disney World, you uh, you are uh, some outside. You're hot, you especially know? at Disney World with the humidity. Yeah. And inside, you feel refreshed. And it, I don't know. That's just a ride that I always get a kick out of. You know, there might be superior rides, uh, more thrilling rides, but that that's just feels good. So I, I don't know who you would assign that to what what team makes <laughs> feel good uh well i would say the team that makes me feel good i like the milwaukee bucks i kind of hope obviously i would like the jazz to win the whole thing if they don't i'd like to see the bucks do it that's that's a good feel good story Giannis antetokounmpo what was he taken in the draft he was the same year as rudy correct uh was he i thought so but anyway he wasn't the first overall pick and yet here he might be the future of the NBA, and that'd be cool to see him win it. So, anyway. All right. All right. That was Ben Anderson of KSL. Check out his work at KSL Sports and KSL.com. Coming up next, it's time for various clips or sounds of various. What is it, Gordon? Sound Clips of various sounds? Sounds of various clips. <laughs> well, also known as, as drop of the day. It's <laughs> appointment radio, isn't it? But right now it's, it's time it, <laughs> for a basketball. It's. it's as I said, you got to slow down. It's it's sounds of uh, of uh, 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 various clips. Yeah, uh, pointing uh, them in radio. And, uh, mm-hmm, yeah. Coming up next, but right now it's time for basketball is back. Ow! Basketball is back. The Zone Sports Network is keeping you up on all the latest news with the Utah Jazz in the NBA. This is a back-to-basketball update. Oh, he never looked at the net! Presented by Zions Bank. On 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Good news for the Ennis Cantor family. His father was wrongfully imprisoned in Turkey for the last seven years. He was released today. Cantor says his only crime was being Cantor's father, Ennis's father, that is, and that they won't forget or continue to or stop to uh, work for getting released for the tens of thousands of others in Turkey wrongfully imprisoned. The Lakers' Danny Green says that playing will be will spark better and more change uh, uh, with the Black Lives Matter movement rather than not playing in Orlando. And the Lakers, they say they're fully focused on making positive social social changes first and winning an NBA championship second. That's your Basketball is Back update brought to you by Zions Bank. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show here on a Friday, 975-1280 the zone in the zone sports network. Thanks to Ben Anderson talking a little jazz with us last segment. Gordon Monson, Austin Horton here with you. We were just talking about baseball movies in the commercial break because 
one of the greatest baseball movies of all time, except it's not. Rookie of the Year is currently showing on ESPN's television. Uh, the story of one young uh, is it Henry Rowengarten who breaks his arm and can suddenly throw 99 miles an hour and takes the Cubs to the pennant. Spoiler alert. And Gordon, it's your favorite baseball movie of all time, which surprised me. No, I got it mixed up with The Rookie. Oh. <laughs> Uh, but then, anyway. I'm not sure which movie is more ridiculous, to be honest with you. <laughs> but hey, baseball is a great sports movie. Uh, well, it, it's an easy to make sports movie. Baseball is. Wait, like Angels of the Outfield? Yeah, it's an easy sport. I mean, to make into a movie because there's not a lot going on. <laughs> Football is probably the hardest, wouldn't you think, to to make look real? Yeah, I suppose. Even a ba- like this baseball movie, they just showed Gary Busey as is the starting pitcher, and his form—it looks like he's never watched baseball a second <laughs> in his life, and yet it's believable because it's a baseball movie. And you just take a close, uh, a tight shot of his upper torso, and you think, "Oh, this guy's a a, a flamethrower," when really, boy, it probably went backwards the way he was throwing the thing. But anywho. Mm. All right, time now for Sounds of Various Clips, or Drop of the Day. And Hans and Scotty went over their Father's Day plans for this weekend. Gordon, let me see what you think of their philosophies on what Father's Day should be about. My Father's Day gift is an entire day of unabated golf. You're like, from what I want from you is... To you is for you and the family to let me watch golf all day. No, golf all day. Oh, two golf all yeah. day. Okay. Tee off at 5.30 in the morning and re-round until 8.45 p.m. <laughs> Where are you going to go? Don't know exactly yet, but I think probably south. Probably going are to St. George serious? or Mesquite. Yeah. Yep, that's my Father's Day gift. Without, without phone calls, without interruption, n- just... Uh, uh, if if I want if I could I'd do 24 hours. In fact, I might go to Vegas, where you've got the 24 hour. You got the light on courses that you can do. Me and Xavier we're teeing off at like 6:30. No yeah, man, it's just that's what I want for Father's Day. Just golf. Just golf. Or let me stand in a river with my fly pole all day. Yeah. No calls. No. Hey, I need you home by six. My Father's Day gift is my time. And please, I'll 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 use it. You know, if if I want something, I'll go buy it. I don't want gold clothes. Oh, you're not going to get gold clothes for uh, for Father's Day. Stop it. You've seen me get gold clothes multiple Father's Days, and and I'm not holding it against my wife. She likes to she likes form fitting clothes on me. Yeah. And sometimes those form-fitting clothes come in sizes that are two sizes too small for my form. I think you're a 32. (laughs) I I literally have been a 38 or more since sixth grade. I remember getting into a size 38 pant. Yeah. And being like, so this this is adulthood. This is the world we're living in right now. Do you know, uh, you know, you've met my brother. Yeah. So my brother in high school wrestled at 98 pounds. <laughs> at 98 pounds? My brother Ryan, who is five years older than me, yes, he is a professional opera singer. 
He was 98 pounds in high school. And I'd say probably right now, last time I saw him, which was a couple of years ago, he's probably, what, a buck 80? Maybe. Yeah. Buck 75. Only because he's got Olsen bones in there. Yeah. But they're dense bones. You know, he goes, what, about 5'8, five, 5'9? Five, yeah. 5'8, probably. Yeah, maybe 160. Well, I think we're stretching it on 5'8. And, you know, 165, 170. That's my brother. I passed him in third grade, and he was five years older than me. And I started giving him hand me ups because I was wearing the bigger clothes. Hand me ups. And, 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 and then. I outgrew him so much that my hand-me-ups wouldn't wouldn't fit him by like fifth or sixth grade. Like that's so. I understand big sizes. I know where I'm at. I'm not in the world of thirty twos or thirty sixes. But that's I tend to get a thirty six every Father's Day, and that's that's fine because sometimes it comes with a key lime pie. Stop! Stop! You're not getting a key lime pie. I guarantee you're not getting a key lime pie. I just let me be on the river. Let me be on the river. Let me see those beautiful fairways. So don't buy me anything. Just what? let me get on a golf course. What's your Father's Day dream gift? Down here, it's our time. It's our time down here. <laughs> and this one is my it's their time. It's my their dream. time. Up there. That's right. Uh, I don't really, I, I'm down for whatever. Like, it doesn't bother me. Um, I What I want is, like, I, I went out, and this was my gift to me. I went out and bought a brisket that was probably a little bit, uh, a few extra dollars than normally I would have spent. I'm going to trim that sucker up probably tonight. I'm going to have it on the smoker probably around 2 a.m. tonight, tomorrow morning. And uh, I, I want to I nail that brisket. And that's, and I'm going to do some yard work tomorrow. And uh, do some other things around the house, and that's it, huh? And I'm good. I'm good. You know what? I I, I think I kind of want you know, I kind of want the day to be just just me. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, you got like you guys are being selfish. Yeah, it's a celebration. No, of no, and, and, I, and I'm not saying just me with I, kids. I'm not saying just me. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know what? I've celebrated my dad enough. Like he's been celebrated enough. I don't want to celebrate. I'm all, I want to be celebrated, like oh, with my kids and stuff. I feel like my dad's <laughs> wish would be that I celebrate for me. Yes, I want to talk about me. Want to talk about my. Want to talk about number one. Oh my, me, my. What I think. What I want. All right, calm down, Toby. <laughs> Do you agree, Gordon? Should Father's Man. Day be just about you, or should you? Uh... Take part uh, in letting people celebrate all of the fathers. I'm just stunned. <laughs> I am freaking paralyzed. <laughs> By which part? <laughs> well, I had the thought that you just had at the end about 10 seconds into that conversation. That is, isn't Father's Day to be shared with family members? And it sure sounds to me like Hans just wants to be left alone okay all you people who are supposed to be important to me in my life get away from me i'm going out and playing golf i'm going out and fishing by myself well to to play the other side to maybe stand up for maybe what hans was meaning is he takes care of the family 364 days out of the year and on father's day the 365th day he wants to forget he's a father but 
It's Father's Day. <laughs> right, so shouldn't the father get to do what he wants to do? I, I or or is your problem in the the fact that what he wants to do is forget he has a family? <laughs> not so much. It's not so much that you disagree that a father should get to do what he wants to do, but what he wants to do should not be not hang out with his family. Is that what you're saying? I I, I yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hey, all y'all, my gift this year to me is let me be. Just leave me alone. Get away from me. Yeah. I see where he's going. I see what he's I see what he's angling for. <laughs> all right, whatever. It's, it's like when I, mean, you, I think uh, my friend asked his dad, what do you want for Father's Day? He said, peace and quiet. And I think that's what Hans is getting at with that. Yeah, but wouldn't you wouldn't you want to at least spend some of that time with the people you love? They got three hundred and sixty four other days <laughs> to do to see me and hang out with me. All right, well golf and fishing are good too. I mean, but but I I, I don't to do it singularly, I mean all right. What about what well, Lloyd said about we've we've celebrated our fathers enough, now it's time for me to just get celebrated. Um, uh, can't you do both? Oh, it's it's so funny. And Scotty's <laughs> Scotty's dream of just getting a good piece of meat on the smoker. <laughs> what one guy is going way too far one way in Hans, and the other guy is not dreaming enough in Scotty there. Even well, though I'm sure it'll be a great uh, brisket. Yeah, see, Scotty, he wants to he 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 wants to fix that thing up. Mm-hmm. And I mean to put it on in the smoker there at two AM, that's showing, you know, his ability to sacrifice to go on sacrificing, but also to be rewarded by his efforts, but to share that reward <laughs> with those he loves. And lest we forget before we move on, the little nugget that we learned about Hans that <laughs> his older brother was getting hand me up clothes from Hans. Because Hans was a lot bigger and growing a lot faster than the older brother. <laughs> That's so amazing. Oh, man. And then he said he wanted key lime pie. Uh-huh. Leave me alone, except to give me my pie. <laughs> All right, coming up next. Classic. We'll wrap up the 5 o'clock hour of the big show and get you ready for the 6 o'clock hour right here on The Zone. So put your hands together and please welcome. This is Utah's best sports radio. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. If you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? Uh, My bad. I put that rejoin in the wrong segment today. I was going to say, what <laughs> what is that? In, to recap. <laughs> now, now did, we didn't have it last segment, right? I just put it here by yeah, accident. I think, I think, I or did, was it in both? Oh, well. 
We already had yeah. sounds of various clips. That was I, last I guess segment. That's just a backward <laughs> kind of situation. Gordo, before we close out the five o'clock hour, you brought up earlier in the show a topic of potty words in sports, and we never really addressed it. Tell us what happened with Rory McIlroy. Rory let one rip. Whoa, uh, <laughs> that's was that's not what I read. Uh, <laughs> I heard it was he, an uh, it was a word that he spoke, yes. not a different audible sound. I don't know. And he wasn't the only. Apparently, a couple of golfers today were picked up with really dropping some uh, some uh, blue language, and and so I guess the the question then becomes: sometimes that's seen as being somehow unhelpful or 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 out of line. Is the golf course the one place where that's okay? <laughs> Even <laughs> helpful? Are you telling me that the, there's only one place that you can cuss? You have to pick one? Because <laughs> we don't have that much time here in this segment for me to have to decide. Because uh, just... it happens a lot more than that in my life. I know. Well, I mean, didn't it seems like did we see a study somewhere where it said that that was exact actually helpful and uh, yeah. in some circumstances that it helped people reduce their pain? Well, wasn't it was a ridiculous study you brought up a couple weeks ago, and it said if you replaced the actual cuss word with a fake cuss word, that it did that it worked the same or something, wasn't it? Wasn't that no? What it you were did not me? work the same. Oh, right. No, they. They they put in uh, manufactured swear words, or <laughs> like around here, you hear the word fetch. Hey, 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 hey. This is a family <laughs> radio station. <laughs> but that that is not as effective in reducing pain as the real, the real deal. And apparently, <laughs> Rory was feeling pain because he drove the ball, you know, a couple of fairways over. Yeah. So... Uh, I, I, I've heard it quite a bit on the golf course. Uh, I myself have never, you know, stooped so low. Never. Actually, no, never's a big true. word. <laughs> that's the biggest two syllable word in your, in the vocabulary. <laughs> never really. <laughs> All right. I'll admit I have let, uh, <laughs> let a few fly on the golf course, but, uh, that, uh, that since it's funny, since my wife took up golf, uh, she she understands that a little better. Now. Does she? Okay. Yes, well, it's, it's part of it's part of the game, isn't it? I mean, it was golf was invented to uh, to uh, pick some choice language now and again. Oh, was it? That's why they went out with. That's why they came up with golf, huh? <laughs> well, I was going to tell you my own experiments and experience are that when I play golf, it helps to cuss because uh, other I'm really bad at golf. And so when I hit the ball, and if I just looked at it and went, well, that looks a bit, uh, a tad bit not good. No, it, it helps to just go bleep you, you bleep, bleep, blah, bleep, bleep, bleep. <laughs> Feels a lot better to do that. A lot better. Well, spe speaking of Father's Day, my dad is the only person, well, not maybe not the only person, but uh, one of the few people <laughs> that never I never. Never only. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I never heard swear not even a little swear that's like in the bible no not a damn or a hell nope come on i i, I ne no i never heard it do you ever. think he ever did and you just didn't know it uh maybe 
But uh, I never got any kind of indication for it. Was that a conscious decision he made to not cuss in front of you, or was that just something he just never did? Okay, I've told you this story before, but I will (laughs) use it again as illustration. We're driving down Route 40, heading to uh, go boating for the day. How about I tell the story and tell me if I get it right or wrong? Okay, we'll pick it up from there. (laughs) And uh, all of a sudden, the boat... Was at the same length as the car next to you, and your don't dad for, said, "Don't forget, don't forget the blown tire, <laughs> and yeah, wobbling all over the highway, uh-huh. and the boat swings around, <laughs> flips off the trailer onto the highway. The boat is sitting in the middle of the highway. Okay, <laughs> fortunately, we're all all right. Mm-hmm. No, no injuries." My dad stops the car, gets out of the car, looks at the boat, sitting in the middle of the road, <laughs> and says, Great balls of fire. And that was That's it. That's what he said. And, and I, now, I love think about and honor and respect your father. May he rest in peace. But he really missed an opportunity there, Gordo. <laughs> That there's never I I can't think of a of a of a more checkmark all the quota for being allowed to swear moment in, in anyone's life than the boat flipping through the sky like a Michael Bay movie. That's the time you're allowed to say whatever you want to say. Well, that's what he chose to say, and believe me, I would have remembered it as uh, as like a, a twelve year old. I would have remembered it, but I I. I, I remember what he said, and it wasn't a swear word. It, it makes the story better that he said great balls of fire. It really does. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's see if we've got another hour in us, shall we? Okay. Let's do it. Six o'clock hour next right here on The Zone.